And welcome to Uncovered Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Bowers. I'm with my boys. Brian Bradley, a.k.a. your girl's favorite light skin, a.k.a. your favorite player's favorite player. And I'm Andre Bradley. <laughs> and today we're joined by a pretty good friend of mine. And would you like to introduce yourself? Good, sir. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, my name is Tanashe Chaponda, a.k.a. Grind. I like that. Finally, Ooh, someone Brian else with the AKA competition, dude. Finally, someone else <laughs> with an AKA. Don't worry, I'll have Ooh. one by the end of the show. Brian shook. He was not ready for that. No one's came at it. No one's came at him with that info. You know, I had to change the game for him real quick. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, one hundred percent. You got to. But on that note, it sounds right now because I know you on a very personal level, but and I know that you're changing the game in a few in a few different ways right now because we've had some conversations in the past. But before we get to that part, which is what this episode is about, right? That title is Black to Business. We'll get into that. Give us a background on who Tanache Chapanda is. Um, quick background. Um, I was born in Harare, Zimbabwe, and my family and I uh, came here for, you know, the American dream in 2001. And then from there, basically, you know, went through countless schools, college. Uh, unfortunately, my mom had passed away um when i was like in eighth grade but that kind of was like my fuel i think for constantly wanting to work and and do a lot so that kind of led me to you know college where i was able to start a nonprofit, and um i've had experience you know interning at like goldman sachs and striker and then um little dabbed into the youtube world for a little bit as a youtube creator uh scaled that to over um 32 million minutes of watch time at twenty-five thousand subscribers and um then I helped a business last year in Kalamazoo scale to their first six figures. So they surpassed six figures last year. And then now I'm here in uh, Chicago uh, working on my business now. And so your business is called? Oh, Sasani. Sasani. All right. <laughs> yeah, Sasani Influencer. Yeah, no, seriously, guys. Sasani is next level, guys. Like This is going to be a game-changing industry. Just wait. So keep your eyes out for that. What um, is uh, what is what what do you do for your business? Like, what is it? Um, it's an uh. So my history is in obviously being an influencer myself, right. and then uh, running paid advertisements. So Sasani Influencer Agency is essentially uh an influencer agency, except we are very focused on on the tech. So not only being able to provide businesses with a full-blown campaign that includes paid advertisements and influencers, but then taking it to the next level by creating a digital marketplace uh, that influencers can exchange uh, with, with brands. But really, the what makes us different is how the markets that we're going to be penetrating, uh, like African market, for example, and uh, just how we're going about building the business. And, I, and I'll talk about that more later. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. So let me ask you this, and, you know, some people in Kalamazoo may or may not know this, but you started Focus Kalamazoo, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, maybe just give, like, a background. Was that, like, your first real acknowledgement of, like, I want to build something as an entrepreneur? Yeah, 100%. Um, Focus was basically, uh, I came into my freshman year of college, and my history in high school, I was part of Derek Jeter's uh, Jeter's Leaders, so throughout mm -hmm. college. I mean, throughout high school, we traveled all over the U.S. doing volunteering. So when I went into my freshman year of college, being the fact that, you know, I'm a Kalamazoo Promise recipient, 
And I, you know, had a, uh, so grateful for what Comes You Promise has done and Derek Jeter did. I realized that there was this big gap of where college students didn't see the meaning of volunteering. Uh, they kind of saw it more as work, right? Because when you're in high school, mm-hmm. either it's the, it's the super smart kids doing volunteering or you're doing it because you got probation or something, right? And right. it's quiet. So this was a way to educate people. I'm like, yo, you can give back and have a purpose, and it's not just about work. So the, the core core thing of what we did was uh, match students with volunteer events. So we'd go to like nonprofits, say, hey, give us these four dates in the semester, and then we'll fill them up. So our freshman year, we did 11 events with 90 volunteers. Then sophomore, and uh, also Derek Jeter donated $6,000 for the Woodward Garden. So that was all in the first year. The second year, sophomore year, we did 50, uh, 56 events. So we increased by 500%. So that to me was when I really started to understand what it was like building something. Uh, you know, going from a couple events here there to now we're having three, four events per weekend, trying to fill mm-hmm. those up. We ended up having a, a, a little bit over 400 volunteers my sophomore year. Then um, I actually ended up stepping down at the end of my junior year. So I was in it for three years and till this day. So I left in 2016 until this day, Focus Kalamazoo is, is still up and running. And they were actually in the news last uh, November. So I haven't talked to them in like three years, but the, but the nonprofit is still operating every year. That's so That's amazing. Dope, how you just built something and then it's still progressing even when you're not at the helm. So, yeah. And yeah, it's interesting too, because it's not like I even, that was even my plan. Right. Um, I was just so passionate about getting people to volunteer and understand the purpose that to be honest with you, I didn't really realize what I built until maybe a couple of years after I left, you know, because I was so in it. Um, So when you had to kind of track back to what you said, Caleb, about, was that the first moment I wanted to build a, build something um, intentionally? No. But when I left, it made me realize what I was capable of building. So, mm-hmm. yeah, see, I know I like that. Like, um, and I think that that the reason I asked you that was because it, it leads like directly into what you're doing now and you have continued to do. And like, I've seen you obviously at a lot of different steps and, you know, I've seen the whole thing just building. I mean, starting with that grind, as soon as you started talking about the grind, I was like, he's in it. Like, this man is locked in, like, beyond belief right now. I've just seen that progress, and I like that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. appreciate that. Well, you kind of answered my, the first question I had, which was what uh, what made you decide to start a business? And you kind of answered that already, but you can answer it more in depth if you want to. Yeah. Um. So for Sasani Influencer Agency... Uh, this business started now almost 40 days ago, um, specifically the influencer side, um, basically because of what happened with COVID, right? Um, I was doing Facebook advertisement, lead, lead, lead gen for service businesses. Well, with COVID, you know, my business, I lost a lot of accounts really quickly. So because of COVID, I had to make a decision of like, you know, how am I going to pivot my business, right? It's all online. It's a big market big field so the reason i went to influence the marketing was because one covid increased the amount of consumption that people were on their phone and then two because of what's going on right now with tiktok right so tiktok is like in the perfect storm because it was happening with covid but then two because the app already had 
uh, momentum in the marketing world in the professional world no one really knows what to think of tiktok right they're like it's chinese right. do we trust it they're tracking my kids there's little kids out there you know <laughs> i can't bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's, it's real weird on there. yeah it's, for sure yeah. yeah but so i i remember hopping on it for like a couple of days you know and i started seeing adults on there i started seeing professionals doing how-to videos and all this stuff so i really I, then i realized holy crap TikTok today is where YouTube was in 2012. Right, 100%. So that was when I realized, okay, I already had this experience in the past um, in influencer world, right? Um, and I have the experience in the brand side. So I knew that this, there's a lot of people on there going viral every day and don't even know what to do with it, right? So mm -hmm. the opportunity was to be that middle person, right, to coordinate those brand deals. So in just almost, it's almost been 40, 40 days now, but we it's it's almost at 40 days and in just that time i i have a business partner now uh that i've known since last year our influencer network just surpassed five million followers as of today uh yesterday congrats so yeah congratulations yeah thank you thank you we got that we have um about six people that are interested in investing we have a cto who's now working on our software system already like we are we're gonna have a mock thing uh on sunday um we have about six leads right now there are one of them is about to close the next week I'm, one of them has to close <laughs> <laughs> you know? no it's it's when they close right. you know you're right it is it is all about when yeah. and then we also just trained two salespeople yesterday all with less than 40 days right so why i started it was because i knew like i've been talking about grind all these years grind grind so the covid is like the true test right so it kind of in a way excited me to innovate and then this is kind of like where we are, but it's honestly getting more and more fine tuned every day. So like, talk to me right. in a couple of months and I tell you, it's going to be even more streamlined. So. Yeah. see, love to hear that. Efficiency is key folks. <laughs> With the whole, uh, TikTok thing, it's, uh, about the algorithm. Like everybody's going viral. I've seen a lot of cooking videos on there. And then that's like what initially got me into cooking during this whole uh covid because i used to eat out a bunch and then i saw how easy it was just to go to the store pick up a few groceries and then follow those videos that they have on tiktok yeah exactly and like just off what you're saying bro this is the part where i knew this is the future because let's take little sally right little sally she's in middle school right now uh she's on tiktok doing random dance videos but let's fast forward six years from now little sally who now just was in high school and learned about biology she when she goes to learn about biology she's not gonna go to youtube she's gonna go to tiktok right so like seeing those adults on there made me realize where this was heading so that's why we had to jump on it one to gather the tiktok audience but a way to keep our business sustainable is we're offering influencer marketing on all platforms but we know because since tiktok is on is foreign to a lot of marketers it's an easy way for us to get in the door and start ch talking. Yeah. And I like, I, I want to say this too. I think what's something that's, or something that's interesting with you, especially is that you have done business in so many different cities. Like you had your, you as a person, what you bring to like Sosani, especially is just that you are so versatile and like in your practice. I mean, that's like, you really defined like yourself based on that grind mode mentality, but it works, you know, I mean, you just, you've got that. You've figured out what works in all the markets. Key to you. 
Yeah, and, and to be honest, like that's definitely a strength that I'm not realizing until recently because because I've jumped so many times, it's brought a lot of insecurities and burdens, if that makes sense, where when I jumped from Goldman to now I'm going to be doing Instagram videos, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing my friends like in Goldman, right? Or seeing my YouTuber friends, now they're blown up, right? Caused me sometimes to feel like I wasn't really progressing because I kept jumping at these times where I felt like, okay, I learned I'm not happy. Let me try something else. So to be honest with what you're saying, like I didn't realize how important those versatility skills that I have that you can't always put on paper really are becoming until now. And still now I'm still a little bit insecure about it. And like my business partner is constantly like once or twice a week getting a call just to like remind me of what I'm capable of doing, you know? So yeah. So yeah. So like even with that response, I can't even sit here and say, thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's straight though, dude. It's, it is what it is. But, um, like I told you, you know, before we just started recording here, this is the podcast that asks the hard questions. So here it is. You know, at any time in your working career, whether that was, you know, at the very beginning with Focus or, or right now at the very end, have you ever felt like a slight sense of any discrimination? Like, have you ever felt like you were unjustly treated because you were, um, that cause, just because of your skin color, essentially? Um, it's interesting you brought that because I basically brainwashed myself being that, um, I'm from Africa. When, when I came here, my family came here, we came into a country where, where people said, because you're the skin color, you're most likely to not graduate, right? Violence, shot, whatever. So growing up, I didn't realize this until I, I was in Atlanta last year, but all this time until I was like 23, I was running away from being black if that makes sense, right? Where I'm, you know, trying everything I can do to not, not intentionally, but subconsciously not trying to distinguish myself as a quote unquote African. I never saw myself as black until literally like two years ago. One thing, and and, you know, I'm sure that you've uh, listened to our other podcast where you're talking about it, but one thing that even myself, like, is I think I was maybe at times doing the same thing, but now it's like, it is what it is, man. Like I'm just rolling with it. And I can feel too, because I've obviously wanted to work in business world, like for sure. And at times I feel like there was a way that I had to be. Yeah, exactly. Especially like when, I mean, like, you know me, Caleb, like during the uh, Focus Kalamazoo days, that was probably when I was the most like brainwashed in a way where, you know, tighten up, always had to have a fresh cut, always, you know, this, this, this. The discrimination was, you know, where like I felt, you know, hey, it's not hey, right? You got your white voice, you know, you got your white voice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have all these damn voices, you know? So to be honest, like it took me until last year to realize that I've been like discriminating on myself, if that makes sense, and the reality of who I truly am. And when I went to Atlanta, I just remember one day like walking down Atlanta, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many beautiful like black girls and black people are dope man i'm black holy crap you know (laughs) like like realization so definitely i think the entire time i was hiding to the point where then i became ignorant of the discrimination even though it was happening i was just psyching myself out like especially andre and i uh probably all of us matter of fact have probably just felt that way at one point and just kind of I guess we're ignorant to it because we all used to 
I know Andre and I for a fact always had like the nice shape ups and no no earrings, always dressed super nice. Uh but ever since I got older I've just seen that if you're good at what you do, people will like I guess accept you for how you look. So I just started like growing my hair out, uh got my ears pierced and I feel like feel like much hasn't changed to be honest so I don't know I felt like we were kind of just blinding just doing what our parents said instead of seeing like the world as it was yeah because back in the day Brian and I would always try to grow our hair out and then as soon as it would hit a certain length we'd have a barbershop appointment yeah like that, <laughs> like that week just to make sure it doesn't get any longer because uh, Bro, we all had our that, family though. felt like we'd be looked at differently, so we weren't able to get our ears pierced or anything until after school. So I got my ears pierced freshman year, but I haven't felt like any discrimination or anything from pretty much anyone or any job that I've applied to when I've walked in there with earrings. Mm, yeah, and I think a lot of it too is because like. It's like almost people are doing it to themselves. Like, I don't know if y'all have been hurt, like told this, but, you know, people have told me all the time, like, dude, you're the whitest black person I know, right? You're an Oreo. So, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've kind of heard that. You know, yeah, you know. So, it's like people, like, the idea of being proper the idea, and black then gets turned into you trying to be, like, white. And, like. I didn't really realize how much, like, I was allowing myself to accept that, right? Allowing myself to, like, oh, yeah, you're right. And, like, in a way, being part of the problem of racism, not even realizing yeah. it, yeah. you know? We uh, we asked the tough questions over here. Yeah, that's that's facts. That's facts. I mean, it is what it is. People have the warning, you know? Um, No, so, like, let me ask you this now, because we just got into that. What is the best experience you've had, though, in your entire business career? Like, what's that moment when you... That you can point out first from a color perspective i would have to say right now like okay like i literally like the fact that my business partner is black but the majority of the people like our team was so black that we had to be like man we need to get some diversity on our team like when typically it's like the opposite right and it's like because i truly believe it has to do with me starting to be myself and to not see color which then mm -hmm. caused me to realize like to embrace myself more. So from a color perspective and feeling accepted, this is honestly the first time in my life where I felt like I can truly be myself, right? Um, like hundred percent be myself from a from like a color perspective, right? From a success yeah. perspective, it definitely had to be last year. I mean, being able to come into someone's business that he's had since 2014, yeah, and take it from just him to over six figures bringing in four people that I trained, like trained and everything. Right. Right. And being able to close my first $30,000 deal and then being able to close a 50 K deal from the same company a couple months later, mm -hmm. that like really just gave me the permission for like, dude, you can do anything. Just now just do whatever you want to do and truly believe your like believe in yourself. So color wise happening now, but from a skill set wise, it was definitely last year when I was in Kalamazoo. Say, someone from western or a high school student were to approach you and say um what's the first step in starting a business what would like what would you say to that uh you said uh what are the steps you said 
like what's yeah like what's the first step you would take once you have that idea in your head of a business uh like what what can you do to put it in motion and get that business up and running yeah yeah i see what you're saying um really i think it really comes down to a few things right the first thing that is most important is the ability to research but only minimal research right so the first thing i would do typically when i I'm like, okay, I want to get into something, right? I've changed so many times. I typically will binge and get into the research for about a week. YouTube videos, videos, um, just anything to YouTube videos, books, audio, whatever, to consume that topic. Now, the thing you don't want to do is then have information analysis paralysis, right? So typically what I do is I only take about a week. And then the next thing that I typically want to do is then... uh, increase my network and my advisory board right meaning like okay i know in this topic now i need to find people in this area to learn from right hey my name is x uh, i was wondering if i get on a call with you to get some advice um you know just getting people in my circle to just give me advice because what i've learned is especially as a student as a high school college student people are willing to um learn uh, like, like teach so that's the second thing is getting yourself out there to get people that are doing it uh, the, th- the third thing then I would say is really comes down to the lean, sh- lean startup model, right? Is basically you hypothesize, you test, you analyze, repeat. So the third thing that's super important is speed, right? You just got to go and figure it out, fail, figure it out, keep going. So like that's, I think yeah. had to be one of my biggest strengths is the fact that like I will keep trying constantly and which leads to number four, which is, be bold enough to say what you want, mm-hmm. right? But then also be okay with changing and adapting, right? Where Caleb knows where just in the last Sasani agency, the, the development of the brand and how we're changing it, meaning like um, I get obsessed and that's the only thing I talk about, which forces the world around me to operate on my terms. Like 100%. This dude is going full throttle managing the whole thing top to bottom. And this whole COVID thing was been the most challenging part of getting new clients um the most challenging part it's interesting because i guess the most challenging was when i originally came to chicago i moved to chicago during covid and just moved here anyway because like like i was already planning on moving here so i guess the most challenging part for me was understanding how the market was going to affect the customers which then pivoted me to go towards influencer marketing. But to be honest with you, because we did that pivot to influencer marketing, we're dealing with all e-commerce brands and they're thriving during COVID. So it's um, the biggest challenge we have is more of getting in front of the right people because because of COVID, everyone already has their relationships built, right? So yeah. It's, it's getting into people's circles and bringing value first and then being able to upsell. So the biggest challenge is just that relationship building aspect. Uh, but it's also a benefit because everyone's at home. So setting up a meeting with someone, it's like, what are you really doing? You ain't doing nothing. You know, you're at home. Come on now. So it's getting into those circles and really getting to the right circles where even though we've had six leads right now, prior to that, we had an additional three or four that like we had to kind of stop because we were diving into the wrong network. So it's really finding the right network, building the relationships is really the hardest part for me right now, but it's, it's just a time thing. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
that's the learning curve of the business world. But, you know, I, I'll say this from my standpoint, you're on your way up, man. Super, super exciting to see you get there. Um, you know, and I just want to like leave you with this before we wrap it up here is like, just know the uncovered pod. We're definitely watching your, uh, watching your motion here. Definitely trying to, um, you know, maybe do a little collaboration here with some acting from <laughs> Tanache as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, man, like, just want to say thanks for coming on the show. Yep, this thank is an you. amazing story. I mean, we're going to talk more. So that's our episode for Uncovered. I'm your host, Caleb Bowers, with my boys. Brian Bradley. And Andre Bradley. <laughs> and our guest, Tanache. And just want to say thank you again. And that's Uncovered. I've been days in the constellations. I've been waved in a place with a conscious vacant. Playing for the eight ball, bust the case. And I don't watch the faces. I'll just wait in patience. Funds low, but the solar statement. And the sea don't stay in the darkest place then.